Welcome to r slash am I the butthole where OP has a secret life as a prostitute. Am I the butthole for not inviting the neighborhood snitch or the HOA board to our neighborhood barbecue? There's around 10 houses in my neighborhood of 120 that aren't in the HOA, mine included. We, or the previous owners, were smart enough to not join the HOA. As a result, I'm able to make extensions and I have a pool, so I host neighborhood parties occasionally. My HOA is one of the worst HOAs, constantly fining people hundreds of dollars for parking violations, painting their fences the wrong shades of brown, wrong color curtains, having two flags, etc. They're not the worst HOA, but they're bad. We've also got a sucky neighbor, Jessica, who likes to go around and snap photos of people's violations and then post it on the Nextdoor app to shame them. She prides herself in this, thinking it makes the neighborhood better when she shames the Smiths for having a fence that's two inches too high, or the Johnsons for having a light brown door instead of a dark brown door. Jessica is an effing grunt. She's probably cost neighbors thousands of dollars in fees or forcing them to renovate. I absolutely lost my cool when Jessica posted in the Nextdoor app about how Mrs. Jensen, an 85-year-old woman currently having serious medical issues, has a lawn that's a couple of inches too high. She obviously can't mow the lawn and was too busy to notice. The HOA then fined her $500. I made a post in the Nextdoor app saying that the suburban fascists on the HOA nor Jessica were invited to my barbecue at my house. Jessica went on a rant saying how much of an angel she is and how she protects the neighborhood doing her duty. And I told her she's a low-life scumbag busybody and is a pathetic loser with nothing better to do. A couple people said I was bullying and excluding her and like four of her friends are boycotting my party and hosting their own party. The party happened, and nobody else showed up to theirs, and ours was a blast. She apparently cried over it. Nah, OP, I'm gonna give you 0 out of 5 buttholes. You can't just stand behind the, I was just doing what I was supposed to do, defense. Because if what you're supposed to do is be a butthole, then it's not much of a defense. And down in the comments, a bunch of people are criticizing OP for calling her out publicly and sort of singling her out by not inviting her to the party. But you guys, I thoroughly disagree with that. Jessica's the one who set the precedent. She's the one who thinks it's okay to publicly shame other people and stick her nose in other people's business. So OP's just giving her a dose of her own medicine. Though some people are questioning the timing of this. If OP is hosting a barbecue party during the coronavirus outbreak, then yeah, OP, you definitely get some butthole points for that one. Am I the butthole for keeping an emergency family iPhone secretly hidden in the car my daughter drives so I can always track the location of the car? Well, the cat's out of the bag on this one, but it doesn't matter because now I have justification to reinstate previous, more stringent cell phone rules. My daughter is 16, and as most 16-year-olds, she has her own phone with less parental control. But I still have sensible rules like no turning off iPhone tracking, always answer my texts or calls immediately or within a reasonable time frame when not in school or practice. No dead battery excuses. But I know teenagers can be sneaky, so I have a backup tracking plan that I keep secret from her. I have an extra older version iPhone on my family plan that I use as an emergency phone. I hid this phone somewhere in the car that I let my daughter drive, kept on silent. It's always charged so I can track it when my daughter is out. This past weekend, my daughter told me she was going to her friend Brett's house to prepare for an academic competition and an oratory event. When I checked on her iPhone and the secret iPhone, the locations matched up. She was at her friend's house. After dinner, I checked again. 
Curiously, her iPhone's location was at her friend's house, but my secret iPhone was clearly in downtown near all the bars and nightlife. I called my daughter, and she told me everything was fine, including the car. I drove to my car's find iPhone location to see if maybe I was wrong, and eventually found my car parked along the street near the LGBT nightlife area. I called Brett's father. Brett's parents are divorced and the dad does not live with Brett, and Brett's mom had the night shift so I called the dad. Before Brett's dad got there, I walked around asking the bouncers at the bar if they'd seen my daughter or her friend. I showed them photos. I finally talked to one who remembered turning away my daughter and Brett earlier in the night for trying to use fake IDs. I was livid. I wandered the area and eventually found my daughter and Brett hanging out at a coffee house. I waited for Brett's dad to park before going in. I asked him what his understanding of the situation was, and he told me as far as his ex told him, the kids were supposed to be at home doing prep work for an oratory competition. I told Brett's dad where I was, and he and I walked into the cafe together to retrieve our kids. After we returned home, my daughter confessed to trying to sneak into a gay club with Brett, who apparently is closeted to his parents and school. She was most upset that I outed Brett to his parents this way. But she's not given me any reason to trust her or her friend Brett given their behavior this weekend. Stricter rules are on the way. She continues to think I'm the biggest villain in her entire world. But really, if I hadn't installed an emergency phone in the car, I wouldn't have known the shenanigans these two were up to under the guise of studying. Sure, I violated her and Brett's privacy, but I feel it's justified. Oh man, OP. So here's the big red flag about your post. You said in the title that you have an emergency iPhone that you only use for emergencies, but clearly you don't use it for that purpose. You use the phone to spy on your daughter regularly, which is not an emergency at all. So that alone makes me think that this post is probably skewed pretty heavily in your favor, making you seem better and making your daughter seem worse. So I'm going to give you one out of five buttholes for controlling your daughter, another butthole for lying to your daughter, and two buttholes for outing her friend to her dad. That brings us to four out of five buttholes, but I have a sneaking suspicion that it might actually be higher than that because your post is super misleading. To be honest, I can't blame your daughter for acting out. If this post is an indication of what you're normally like, then if I were 16 and your kid, then I'd want to act out too. Am I the butthole for putting bacon on my lunch to keep my Muslim friend from stealing it? I'm not a super healthy person. At school for lunch, I usually get cheese fries. I know, very unhealthy. But one of my friends sure likes to steal my fries, as well as food from our other friends at the table. He'll grab a bit from our trays and eat it when we're not looking sometimes. It's not usually a lot, it's more so just a nuisance. So, I had an idea. My friend who likes to snatch our food sometimes is Muslim, and he keeps halal. Our school cafeteria gives us the option to get bacon on our fries too. I love America. I wouldn't get bacon on my fries otherwise, but I would rather do that than set a precedent of my friend stealing my food. When I first sat down at our table, he said, What the F, man? Why'd you do that? My friend sided with him. They said I went too far by not respecting his dietary restrictions. To which I replied, His dietary restrictions shouldn't matter if he doesn't eat my food. I think I was totally in the right to do that, but my friends just thought it was petty because I didn't get bacon before, and I only started getting it to give him the finger. Thoughts? OP, zero out of five buttholes. This is like someone knocking on your front door and being like, 
Hey, I was gonna rob your house, but you started locking your door. What the hell, man? Rude. Am I the butthole for proving to my roommate that her boyfriend keeps hitting on me? I'm Sam. My roommate's name is Lauren, and her boyfriend's name is Mark. Lauren and Mark have been dating for maybe four months. Mark always hits on me. Like, always. As soon as Lauren walks away, Mark is laying it on thick with compliments and asking when our lease is up. I wear a lot of bodycon and sometimes low-cut clothing, so I expect to get glances, maybe mild staring. But this guy is very obviously hitting on me, and oftentimes in ways that makes me uncomfortable, especially since he's always at our apartment. I've told Lauren several times that Mark hits on me, and she just rolls her eyes. She doesn't believe me, which is confusing to me. Lauren and I have been roommates for five years. In that time, she's dated three other guys, and I've never complained about this before. So yesterday she tells me that Mark is coming over. I was like, great. I told her if she would just walk upstairs in our apartment building and tell Mark that she was going around the block, she would actually walk in and see him hitting on me. She actually agreed to do it to humor me. Mark gets to the apartment and I'm just doing the dishes. I tell him that Lauren went to the store up the block, but she's really right outside the door. He sits at the counter and starts chatting with me normally. Then the conversation turns to him hitting on me. Normally I just walk away from Mark, but I endured it so Lauren would see and hear. She came in and told Mark to go to her room. Then she starts yelling at me, saying that I was trying to seduce him and that I dressed like a slut. And I'm like, I always dress like a slut, Lauren. Who cares? Your boyfriend is hitting on me. We argued and both said some sucky stuff to each other. She and Mark are staying in her bedroom and we haven't spoken to each other since. As I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering if I'm a butthole for even trying to do this, but at the same time, I think she sucks for not believing me in the first place. I live in New York. I love my neighborhood. I don't want to have to find a new roommate because of this idiot. If I did a butthole thing, please tell me. Am I the butthole? Nah, OP, not the butthole. I'm giving you 0 out of 5 buttholes in the situation. It sounds like your roommate is in denial and frankly she's not willing to accept the hard truths that are right in front of her face so she's blaming you for it. Sometimes people in love do weird things. Am I the butthole for not telling my fiancé I used to work as an escort? I, a 35 year old female, just got engaged. I've been with him for two years and he's amazing and I think he'd be a great father to my children. There is, however, a secret I haven't revealed. About three years ago before I met him, I briefly worked as an escort. It wasn't long, about four months, and I don't have some sob story about how I felt abused and exploited because, frankly, I didn't. Like any job, it had its good and its bad parts. I didn't have some dramatic story about escaping it. I stopped simply because I didn't want to do it anymore. I didn't require therapy or rehab. I just moved on and got a normal job. I've been regularly tested and have no STDs, nor do I have any emotional scars from it, so I told myself it's now no one else's business because it won't impact any other relationships. However, it feels wrong I can't share this. He once asked how many partners I had and I simply said, a lot, and told him technically the truth. That I was prolific at one point in my life, but no longer am, and don't intend to do so. I'm still scared to potentially ruin a great thing if I reveal it, but I'm also not looking forward to keeping this a secret for life. Am I the butthole for keeping it secret? So, down in the comments, people are generally in agreement that OP is a butthole for withholding potentially deal-breaker information. But then, OP posted an update. So, I thought of what everyone said and considered both sides. I decided that I didn't want this hanging over my head in our marriage. 
So it was tough, but shortly afterwards one night, I had a few glasses of wine and told him I had something I needed to talk about. I considered seducing him, passionately hugging, and then telling him so I could at least do it one last time, but decided that would be manipulative and dishonest. So I sat down and told him. When I said I had a lot of partners, it was over a stint of about four months as an escort. He was taken aback a bit and said, That's not something I'd expect. I figured no one would. I dress modestly. I'm pretty conservative with drinking and I volunteer with the kids program at my church. I had tears in my eyes and asked him if his opinion of me had changed. He said, Well, what you did didn't stop you from being the woman I fell in love with, so why should it? I started crying more. Tears of joy. I begged him to let me know if he had any apprehensions or questions or if it'd come between us in any way. He said he might have questions about any cool or sexy stories sometime, but for now, no. He even made a quip about, No wonder you blow my mind while passionately hugging. You're a professional. Not really the type of joke I normally appreciate, but in that time it was perfect. And we ended up going to the bedroom not too much later. So now I feel like a huge weight has been lifted and I know just how much my fiancé loves me and what he's willing to tolerate in me. It's wonderful. We're both basically in lockdown now, both working from home, and I'm so thankful to be with a wonderful and amazing man who I love so much and who loves me so much. Thanks to everyone. Am I the butthole for walking out of my son's therapy appointment after him and his therapist blamed me for his homophobia? I came out as gay three years ago at 38 years old. It was the hardest thing I ever had to do, and I still can't believe I had the strength to do so. I faced backlash from my community, my friends, and my family, but I've learned to love myself and not blame myself anymore. Before I was out, I was married to a man. We had two kids together, but obviously divorced when I came out. Two weeks ago, my son got expelled from his private school because him and his friends left disgusting notes in a gay kid's locker. The note said, bundle of sticks, ladyboy, twink, aids, and other disgusting things. Obviously, I was beyond hurt and disappointed at Brian's behavior. When I tried to talk to him, he said he wouldn't act this way if I wasn't an At this point, I realized his behavior was out of control and decided to get him into a therapy appointment. We went to therapy yesterday, and Brian said that the reason he lashed out was because I gave him negative associations with being gay because I hurt his father. I expected the therapist to shut that down instead of using the divorce as an excuse for homophobia, which is why I booked the appointment in the first place. But he never did that. He just made Brian talk more about how my gayness hurt his life. I left the appointment. Reddit, I'm tired of being told that who I am justifies hate and homophobia in my loved ones. I already dealt with depression and alienation during that first year and I will not blame myself again. I love my son more than anything, but there's no good reason for homophobia and bullying. And I refuse to entertain a conversation that makes it seem like having a gay mom is a reasonable reason to be a homophobe. My ex texted me colorful words and told me that I'm not doing our son any favors, but I honestly don't think it's fair for me to have to sit there while his homophobia was being justified. Am I the butthole here? Down in the comments, Hot Salt eloquently explains why you're the butthole, OP. Part of therapy is first getting the subject to communicate what the underlying issues as they see them are. 
The therapist wasn't condoning what your son said or did. They were allowing them a safe space in which to open up and explore their underlying issues. By walking out, you set the therapy back by making it clear that the space was not a safe one for your son to talk openly. And then the user very, very Texan adds to that. I agree with the above poster. Many, if not most, parents who agree to therapy with their kids are often shocked by those first meetings where their kid is. Gasp! Allowed to speak freely about their feelings without being told to shut up, go to the room, or that their feelings are pointless, stupid, and wrong. They equate allowing these feelings and words to be shared with approving of them. That's not the case. These parents seem to think that a therapist will punish children for their behavior, but that's not the therapist's job. The son is doing horrible things, yes, and the therapist will deal with those things, but you've got to weed out the garden before you can get to the good soil. You've got to find out what the boy is trying to express so that they can teach them better ways to process and deal with that. For OP, coming out was a freeing revelation. For her son, it was the point his family ended and his world became a lie. If mom's a lesbian, then did she ever love dad? How could she if she hurt him like this? How did she ever love me? Does she love me? If she did, wouldn't she have stuck it out, etc.? And then, because OP didn't get what she thought she'd paid for, she walks out like a child, in front of her child. You're the butthole, OP. Go back to therapy with your son, if he's willing to try again, or without him if not, because you've got some things to work through too. So yeah, OP, I'd agree. I'd give you about 3 out of 5 buttholes. This isn't about you and your right to be gay, it's about your son, and his inability to express his frustration in a healthy way and walking out on him really isn't helping with that. That was r slash am I the butthole, and I want to take a moment to address my fans. I kind of want to just take this moment to thank you, the fans, for honestly changing my life. Because of the coronavirus, a lot of people have lost their jobs and fallen on hard times, and my heart really goes out to those people because, I mean, I've got friends who are suffering as well. But I just want to say that because of you, my fans, I'm able to keep working from home making YouTube videos. My channel's a little over a year old, and I'm at like 1.5 million subscribers, so I just want to say thanks everyone. All of you really mean a lot to me, and my life would be totally different if you guys didn't watch my videos. So I just wanted to say thanks.